0: This week on Erotic Awakening, Korean Lifestyles Part 2.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi,
2: Dan. How are you today? Pretty good. Good. I hope you've got a lot of energy, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. i would do my best. But um, we'll get through it pretty quick, because part two of our interview on the Gorian lifestyle will be coming up. Great.
0: Lots of good stuff in there.
2: There is, and I'm looking forward to hearing the second half of it. But before we get to that, we've had a really busy studio around here recently. We have, this week. We have indeed. We've had, um, well, we had a woman in here... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a little preemptive, a little premature giggle, I think. I know, but I'm picturing it. We had yeah. a woman in here to discuss being an exhibitionist. Yes. And being that our studio has a bed in it, mm-hmm. she was an exhibitionist for us, and uh, we recorded that, and we will be bringing her interview and her orgasm onto <laughs> the podcast on the next episode. Fabulous. The next day, we had the sex blogger Judy come by, mm-hmm. and we discussed her sex blog.
0: Yep. So, and that was, that was really interesting as well. So, you know, that was a good conversation.
2: It sure was. And it's always nice to have our interviewee squeezed between us. Because we, <laughs> we only have one mic, so we all have to squeeze together so we can all be heard. So, it was nice and cozy. Nice and cozy, indeed. And then um, the studio stays busy as tomorrow, Karen will be coming by and discussing the Scarlet Sanctuary with us. Mm-hmm. An event yeah. that we hold about every six months
0: about every six months, so um, we mainly do it at COPE and Winter Wickedness, and we just did it over the weekend at COPE, so um, it'll still be fresh, and the energy will still be flowing, and we'll be able to get some good information out of her.
2: We will indeed. So the studio's been staying pretty busy lately, mm-hmm. and we hope to keep it that way. As it happens, we are actually getting a little bit ahead on the different interviews that we have. We have a couple recorded. We have a uh, author. We have... Uh, a podcaster right. from MassoCast. Right. And then we have a couple things lined up as well. Uh, we've been in touch with John Baku, who is the guy behind Life, and he'll be on the show shortly, as well as a host of other people. So a lot of interesting stuff coming up soon. Soon. <laughs> but before we go any further, mm-hmm. I did want to send a quick thank you out to Diddy from Denmark. She uh, sent us some really nice feedback, and a bunch of great ideas for future shows. She did.
0: It uh, seems that her and her husband have started an, a DS or MS relationship, and they don't seem to have a lot of support in their area. So they were wanting us to cover some more topics on MS and just living it in everyday life. So she gave us some more specific ideas for that, and we're going to look into it see what we can do.
2: And she sent us lots of hugs from the ice cold north. Ooh, ice cold. She can keep it there, <laughs> not wanting it here. <laughs> so she came up with a bunch of great topics for us and stuff that we'll be presenting on the show soon, as well as stuff that we're gonna post out to the Erotic Awakening Fet Life group. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can get some discussion around her and around those items and maybe a little bit of feedback for her before we actually get to the episodes.
0: Right, right, because it might be a little bit before we actually get the episodes put together. So if we can get some feedback beforehand, we can send it her way.
2: Absolutely. And and she actually gave us four or five separate, Mm -hmm. enough content for four or five different shows. So that's going to be great. If you would like to leave us some feedback, comments, thoughts about what you would like to have on the show, or any other reason to get a hold of us, Mm -hmm. you can can do that.
0: Yeah, we can be found in many different... Places. So um, our email is eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org.
2: Or you could use the old website contact form by just heading over to bluecatservices.org. And we also have a voicemail. So it's 206
0: 309
2: And as we mentioned, we have a FetLife group called Erotic Awakening. So plenty of places to contact us. We are easily stalked.
0: Easily stocked, And we love the ideas for show ideas. We want to know what you guys want to hear about. I know we have had a suggestion of more swing stuff on here, too. So, again, it would be nice to find somebody that actually does the swing lifestyle.
2: And does it good. Because, and does it
0: good, because yeah. we suck at it.
2: <laughs> Which, unfortunately, is not literal. <laughs> No blog review this week, but instead I'm going to pimp a blog called Fearless Love.
0: Mm, your blog.
2: It is not really my blog. Okay. No more than it is your blog, or True. Karen's blog, or Adrian's blog. Mm-hmm. It is a blog of people that are interested and involved in polyamorous relationships and their thoughts about it, and a place for them to just openly share... How they view things, what kind of problems they're having, what kind of solutions they've come up with. The Fearless Love blog is intended to be a non-commercial, no money, no opportunity to make money space for people that just want to share from their heart what polyamory dealings they have Mm -hmm. and what their expectations are and where they're going and what their experience has been and allowing us to just share with each other the ideas of not just from the polyamory stuff that you can read from the books, but how we are actually living it.
0: Right, which I'm sure is different than some of the books out there because that's how they lived it. So it's going to be different for everybody and every combination.
2: Yep. So you can do your own Blog of the Week review by heading over to com and checking out the Fearless Love blog. You know, last time in the beginning of the show that we did for Gorian Relationships Part 1, I think I said something like, you should get down on your knees and snuggle my cock. And mm-hmm. I remember that. You not doing that makes you a poor Gorian slave. And my comment was meant humorously because, mm-hmm. actually, that's not got a lot to do with what Gorian slaves are. They may or may not be sexually used, right? But they're certainly not mindless robots that obey any command from any passerbyer.
0: That's true. I took it as to be funny, but it's good to point that out.
2: Well, I do notice that we have a couple Tarns parked in the front yard. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so I don't know if they're here to complain about that comment. I hope not, and hopefully hopefully, we'll redeem ourselves slightly with the part two of the interview with Bob and Elizabeth. Do you think that the online version of gore or the role-play version
3: of gore is more detrimental or beneficial? Oh, definitely de- detrimental. You Absolutely. have... Absolutely. The guy that flies in on his tarn and runs over and grabs the first female and collars her right there, that is nothing to do with real life. It's, and I'm sorry to say that a lot of these new people that want to learn about the lifestyle get the wrong impression from it, that it is a bunch of people playing at the game. When, you know, I, I can I could see a new person from what they see in these role play rooms, and then we talk about our gathering, and it's a bunch of you know a bunch of us out there swinging you know ratan swords around and and playing at it for a weekend. They don't get the full real gist. Of the lifestyle, they get the Hollywood version from the, from the computers.
2: Right. You know, because because we don't do a video podcast. When I asked that question, you didn't see, oh, audience, the visible <laughs> shivering that our our guest had. And we are sitting here again today with Bob and Liz, and we're talking about the Gorian lifestyle and. Uh, we've been having so much fun. In the first half of our conversation, this ended up being a two-parter. And I hit him right off the bat with, tell me about that life, that lifestyle versus role-play gore. Liz, you're just going to say something.
4: What I have seen, and, and like I've shared with you, I've been doing, been living this a long time. A lot of men will come into this... And they'll think, oh, wow, you know, I can tell any slave anything I want, and they're going to obey because they're, you know, training to be a Goring Kajira. And I call them the Gore-Hear-Me-Roar. You know, I am Gore-Hear-Me-Roar. You're a woman. You obey. Oh, whatever. You know, is isn't that way at all that they're, and then they leave. You know, they come around. They'll be around for six months to a year. And then, oh, yeah, I tried that Gore thing. I don't know how many people over the years that will tell me, oh, yeah, I tried that gore thing once. And I just kind of look at them, and I'm thinking, man, you didn't get it at all if you can say, I tried that gore thing once. Now, for someone to say to me, you know, I studied that, and there were just things that I couldn't agree with, that's a little bit different ballgame. You know, that means that they really did pay attention and they really did try to... and There were just beliefs that they just couldn't agree with. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. But when someone says, yeah, I tried that gore thing, I'm just like, oh, please. Okay, fine. I really have not much to do with them after that. It's, if we
2: could, let me hit some of the basic terminology. We've talked about tarns. We've talked about homestones. And you just said Kajara. 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 Um, so if I wandered into a gore gathering, let's say I was invited, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to make an ass of myself, what are some of the common terminology that I would want to be familiar with? You, so Kajira is...
3: K- K- Kijira is a female slave. Okay. Uh, that is, I mean, that's playing a simple a tarn. It was, it was a large eagle type of creature that uh, they used for transportation. Uh, a lot of, sometimes they would put a basket underneath them. I mean, this was an eagle uh, big enough for a man to ride. Okay. Um, That's one of the make-believe things. Make-believe right. things, okay. yeah. That was right. one of the things in the books. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like a, a cavalry, uh, you know, the military okay. used them, things like that. <clears throat>
4: um, well, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of our gatherings, and as I... I Think back over the years and all the gatherings that that it, we've had, I don't really think there's any term, terminology that we really use different than anybody else. Um, you don't hear somebody say tall, T-A-L, mm-hmm. very much, maybe once in a while. Kajira, it's about the only real Gorian word that is used, and that's simply... Gorian for slave, mm-hmm. and that's it. There's no nothing fancy, nothing mysterious about it. I, there's no difference between that and a slave. It's all the same. Okay. Now, many years ago, to, on the same theme, we had
2: a, a formal dinner, and it was the the night was Gorian night, and we didn't know what that meant. But they said, "Well, Dan, you're going to wear this color robe because you're a priest caste,
4: uh-huh.
2: and she's going to wear this because she's this the caste." Yeah. So, is that uh, so? I guess there's two questions there. Mm-hmm. First off, do you, of do you wear robes like a blue robe with a gold sash to signify something? And is there an
4: actual caste system? Do you recognize I am a part of so and so caste? Absolutely. There is one that what a great question! Mm-hmm. Great question. I absolutely am a merchant. Okay. What do I do? I sell. Merchants sold. So my caste colors are golden and white. Okay. I do see the caste system that they have that easily translates to America or Europe or any place else in 2009. You know, simply because of what you do, that's your caste.
3: Now, as far as wearing robes and things like that, no, we wear common clothes. Uh, we have talked about uh, one thing we wanted to do at our gathering is some of the regulars that there. we were talking about uh, making a flag and putting cast colors onto them huh? as a gift that when they come to the gathering we were going to have a little flagpole to uh, show who was there. So,
4: you said you remember the merchant cast. Mm-hmm. I am, personally, yes. And then what other casts are there? There is the initiates, which is the priests. Okay. Are from the priest kings out, anyway. Preachers, basically. They so, is, white. That, is
3: that one that that's worth talking about, or is that a um, fantasy one? That's fantasy. Well, well,
4: not really, because the priest there kings are, are fantasy. Yeah, the priest kings are fantasy. But the initiates were the clergy. The clergy. So, they would be the white cast. Mm-hmm. The builders are the yellow cast, so anyone that builds anything would be considered a builder. Okay. The warriors are the red casts The assassins are the black cast. And
3: there's medical.
4: Uh, medical is the green cast. The physician is the green cast. And then there is, um, what one am I missing? Of the seven high. Blue! My gosh, no. the scribes! Describes. Goodness gracious, yes. how can I forget the scribes? What do the scribes do? The scribes are, would be the lawyers, oh. the teachers, anyone that would work with books.
3: Okay. Those, are, those are the seven high castes, and then there are other castes, bakers, things like that. And the peasants, mm-hmm. and the
4: blacksmiths. You know, everyone had Bar. their own cast, which was their profession, and very proud. Of, and put a lot of honor into what they did. And that, to me, transcribes perfectly into today. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be very proud of what you do. You know, you have to have honor. You have to be able to say, I built this or I wrote this or I did this. And there, there is a lot of pride with that. So that transcribes very well.
2: And that's one of the other things that it seems to be a common thread, when I hear people talk about Gorian as a lifestyle, is honor. Mm -hmm. That honor is very important. Uh, Is that true, or is that part of the
4: fantasy? No, that is very true. There are no mere points of honor. A quote from the books. Okay. And, yes, honor is... uh, I think it is difficult. Again, this is my personal opinion. I think it is difficult, as a woman, to see honor the same way a man sees honor. How so? Hmm, that, that's a good question. I don't, I think that's a gender based thing. I don't think I'm going to view honor the way he views honor. I just don't. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's wrong. I just don't think it's possible. You know, each person has their own individual set of honor. Mm-hmm. Can,
2: can you give me an example of, of a situation where there was a lack of honor that you had, oh, that was a very dishonorable action or that was
3: a dishonorable event or such? We had a, in, in one of the subcultures, or the cultures in the Glorian books are, uh, there's two chucks, there's, to, there's uh, Torvalund. Two chucks are basically no, nomads. Torvalunds are based after the Viking mythos. Okay. Um, There's two men in our regular group that associate with the two chuck. I do more do the Torah ones, uh, but one of the customs that the two chucks in the in the in books do is share grass and earth, sort of like the blood brothers of the Indians. To share grass and earth with someone, you are becoming their brother. Okay there's a group of four of us in our main group that are brothers we had a guy that talked to talk couldn't, and was invited to one of our gatherings we the four four brothers are uh, gave him a shot came down and he couldn't walk the walk mm-hmm and when he proved to us what he said was different than what he did, mm-hmm. he was shunned. Okay. He was not talked to again. He was told that uh, he was—he did a couple of things that we saw were, were not honor, honorable. Mm-hmm. And he was shunned. He wanted to be a Gorian master... Take a Gorean slave, but then wanted other people to train her, and would would be available to her when it was convenient. Uh, there were just certain things he said and did that we did not take as honorable. Okay. And the whole group just shunned him, basically for the fraud that he was, mm-hmm. and just. It was a decision that we all made.
4: We take it very serious. We take, uh, you know, standards and high bar of excellence. We take that very seriously.
2: Do you think that's lacking in the normal, so to speak, master-slave relationships is a high level
4: of standards or a requirement for, you know, pushing for excellence? I wouldn't be able to answer that question because I only know what I see from what, my own perspective. So I think that's a question everybody would have to answer for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Very agree. Okay. Do you have sex with slaves? Do Gorians have sex with slaves, sex with their property?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and, gosh, it, yes. Well, Gorian God. slaves are extremely sexual. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's the whole basis for what a Gorian slave is about, is sex. That's where the whole idea of bringing out her nature, her sexual, such a sexual creature, such a sexual being. You know, where Western society tries to, I don't want to say demoralize, but they, they try to not make women sexual creatures and to deny their own sexuality. In the Gorian lifestyle, a Gorian slave is, is darn well better be sexual.
3: I, oh my gosh, that's huge. But Absolutely. not just sexual either.
4: No, not just. But, but what I'm
3: saying is, from what I, a lot of times I see on chat rooms or talking to these women that they think being a slave is just sexual. And it's not. It's it's everything from getting getting a free a drink, uh, cleaning, cooking, whatever, as well as the sexual part. It's not just the little sexual toy that's taken out when you want to play with it mm-hmm. and put away. Mm-hmm. It's the whole ball of wax. And that's one thing I've seen that a lot of women, a lot of females that I've talked to, they want to be that little sex toy that's taken out and played with, but they don't want to put my dishes away or pick up the clothes or you know run to the post office if I tell them to or whatever. And it's the whole ball of wax. It's not just that one little part. It goes back to the man, whatever the man expects his slave to be.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, there may be a man that only wants the sex, and that's all he uses her for, mm-hmm. you know. Or there may be a man that wants it all from her. You know, the sex and the serving and everything. It goes back to, well, she's property. She is what he says she is. So it goes back to the property. And I know you've probably noticed me talking about she and he Mm -hmm. a lot. And honestly, that's probably, I want to say, 95% of a Gorian relationship... The man is the master, mm-hmm. and then the slave is a woman. Do you have
2: any female
4: masters in your gathers? No. No. Have you ever met one? No. Never. Ever. 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 Mm-hmm. Never.
2: You seem to me right, feel have a strong feeling about that.
4: I, did, did that count, Klaus, Adam, Claire? I know. Now,
2: I know that in the books, I, I don't recall, and I can't say I read them all, but I don't recall there being. Any female masters?
3: There but were I certainly free miss. women who used slaves, but a free a woman—very few of them, in, even in the books—that owned slaves. Very few. Very few. Very very few. Now, free women
4: are mistresses. Mm-hmm. You know, I—that's you know,
3: slaves address me address me as Mistress Liz or Mistress. Absolutely. And my like, slave would take an order from Liz just as easily as taking one from me. My orders come first. But if I'm not around, mm-hmm. she—it's uh, like she would. There, there is no. Well, I belong to master. Okay, I'm not gonna do what you say. No. <laughs> that you know, that doesn't go over. And a a Gorian slave would see to the free men, then see to the free women. And they're to be pleasing to the free women as well you know, just like they are to the free men. Okay.
4: I've heard many a Gorian slave tell me that it's much harder to please a free woman than it is to please a man. Hmm. Do,
2: why do you think that is?
4: My personal, again, this is my personal sure. belief. I don't think that women are swayed by the sex as much. Mm-hmm. That's my personal belief that, you know. I think women tend to see through manipulation and I'm not talking online of course I'm talking sure. everything offline I think women tend to see through the manipulation a little bit quicker than what men tend to see it, at least it's been my experience and with my my peers the, the free women within my you know circle or my group or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. okay. I've had more than one Gorian slave tell me that that it's much harder to please the woman than
2: it's the man. Let me ask you guys one more question, if you don't mind. No, we're enjoying this. If I'm listening to the podcast, or I've thought, man, I would really like to explore the whole Gorian thing, but I'm afraid, I don't know how I'm going to run into these real-life people versus the fantasy people. What resources are out there? Where should they go? Should they start off just read
4: all the books? and then jump on the Internet and find the first chat room they can find? Oh, no, please no, no. please don't, (laughs) please don't. There are some very good websites out there. Obviously, read the books. Start at one, read them through. You know, there's a reason they're done in order. If there are, if someone doesn't want to do that, there are three books that are not the Tarl books, and they're the Jason series and it starts with Fly, Fighting Slave uh, what was the other two I can't remember I'm 17, better. 18, and 19 or something yeah, like okay. that around that but those are three books that you could read one, two, and three that are very actually they're really good books now you know, I think it's all pretty much standard everyone says oh they're poorly written they're very repetitive not going to say they're not obviously Those three books, if anyone wanted to read to get an overview of everything, not necessarily the storyline of Tarl and the War of uh, R and Kaz, not necessarily that, but to really see the philosophy and see where we live and how we live, is starting with The Fighting Slave and reading those three books. Mm -hmm. Because it takes a man from America and puts him on board. He starts out as a slave and then he realizes his birthright in orwell you know for those that haven't read this it's a good read okay it's a good read and then there are some websites you know if you ever see urth eh, i would be suspect that would be a red flag to me you know if we're talking about earth and it's e r a e e a r t h uh-huh. you know okay you know now now we're a little bit Okay. No.
2: Okay. Fantastic, guys. You guys have been great. I really appreciate all the time, and I really appreciate I can. T- I'm now
4: touching them in the flesh. They <laughs> 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 do exist. Yes, yes. Thank of course, you, you know, you do see that tarn out, out, the, out the window. I'm expecting, <laughs> like, no, I'm expecting yeah. a ride home, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, all you have to do is look out this camper window, and you'll see the picture of the tarn as we sit down. Oh, up. there we go. Yeah, That's see? <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
3: Uh, <laughs> thanks again, guys. I really appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you.
2: next week on Erotic Awakening Exhibitionism Live Orgasm Bye Dan Bye Dawn
1: Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wunda by 31 d one is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.